Hello, welcome to the Revive for the Journey podcast, where we give you this week's message from Cove Church. We pray that it blesses you and helps you grow deeper in your journey with Christ. Enjoy. Well, hello, Cove Church. So great to be with you today, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms and all the mom figures in our life out there. Um, It is our hope today to do really two things on this Mother's Day. First, we want to elevate the calling of the moms and the mom figures in our life to give honor where honor is due. We recognize that that is a mixed bag, a lot of different emotions of that. Some of our moms have passed on. Some of us have not great relationships with moms, not great histories. Some of us have great histories regarding that. So we know it's, it's a mixed bag of emotions, but we also do want to give honor to the moms in our life today. So that's one of the things we want to accomplish. The second thing we hope to accomplish today is to elevate the calling of women in our church and in our culture. Uh, And the reason for that is because Jesus did that very thing. Uh, We see Jesus elevate women in a culture that was often, it often viewed women as property, it minimized uh, their voice, it, it, it diminished their impact in the culture Jesus was in. And Jesus would always elevate women. He, he sets up the first missionary as the woman at the well. The, the, the first people to declare his resurrection were women. And so we always see Jesus elevating women, amplifying the voice of women amidst a culture that would at times attempt to mute it. So we take this time to remind ourselves of the powerful calling and leadership and influence and the value that Jesus brings to women. Now that being the case, I wanted our talk to be a discussion, uh, a panel discussion, uh, with a group of women of various experiences, all of them moms, um, but also all of you walking in unique callings when it comes to how Jesus has impacted your lives, and you're making a difference in the lives of many, many people. And so allow me to introduce to my right is Ann Christensen. Uh, next to her, Raylan Hamer, and then right down here, Tracy Aliotti. Now, um, various focal points of life, various uh, ways you navigate the world. Yours is more in the education realm, and yours is both in, in kind of family support, but also you have both biological and adoptive kids, adopted kids, and then Tracy's in the business world as well. So lots of different experiences here, and that's why we wanted to hear from all of you. And I know it's going to be a great conversation that will encourage all of us. So the first thing, just for starters, Uh, And we'll start, we'll just go from you, Anne, we'll go this way. Um, Tell us a bit about your life, your family. What does the typical week, if there is such a thing, for you include? So, again, my name is Anne Christensen, and I'm going to go ahead and apologize right up front for my voice because of allergies. So, I am a mom of three, wife to Alan, um, daughter to Rosalie and David Boxley of Mount Vernon, Alabama, hmm. and um, sister to 11 siblings. 11, 11 siblings. Um, I am an equity manager with Eugene 4J School District. My office is housed at North Eugene High School. I work with students every day, all day long, not just Monday through Friday, but Saturday and Sunday as well. So I am busy. I love my job. It's big, but I love it. 
because I feel like that is my calling right now. That's great. Thanks. Raylan, same question. Uh, there is no such thing as a typical week for me and my family. Um, I have six kiddos at home. My oldest is 15. Uh, and then we have nine, eight, six, four, and three. I get to work full time as child specific caregiver support. So what I get to do is come alongside parents who are parenting kiddos who have some more challenging behaviors um, and some type of involvement from the state. So whether they voluntarily asked or their kiddos are being reunified to them or they're the foster parents of the kiddos. And as Aaron said, four out of my six kids are adopted and we have gotten the opportunity to foster many more and it's been so wonderful and also we're in a new season where we're not fostering anymore we only have six kids and it's a <laughs> You're lot really more taking peaceful. it easy aren't you yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you oh, i love it tracy uh, your turn all right well hello my name is tracy aliotti um my husband michael and i have been uh, members of cove church since 2020 uh, we partner in the raising of uh, the wild things, as we, we lovingly <laughs> refer to them. Um, our oldest daughter, Nina, is 10. Our son, Nicholas, is 8. And our uh, youngest daughter, Naya, is, is 6. Uh, you know, to describe a week in the Aliote household, um, we would never write it down because it would be too frightening to read and look at. It would be like what my Italian family would call a, just a mescalanza, like there's all kinds of things happening. Uh, I work full time. My husband works full time. As Pastor Aaron said, I'm, I've been in the business world. I'm the chief marketing officer for an international uh, education, training, and certification company, which keeps me quite busy. Uh, but when I'm not doing that, um, I'm running anywhere between uh, soccer and slumber parties and school mm -hmm. activities and just the busy social calendar uh, that our, our kids keep going for us. Wow. Amazing. Already amazing what you guys are doing. So um, second question. <clears throat> Let's talk about heroes for a second. Can you tell us about a woman who is a hero to you and what are the qualities that they possess that stand out to you? Why are they here? That's so easy. So easy. It's so easy. My mom is my shiro, is what I call her. She's <laughs> 93 years young. Hmm. She has raised 12 kids. Uh, my father passed away over 30 years ago, and my mom has been a staple in our home. She has loved Jesus all my life. So I've never known anything but my mom to love Jesus. My husband says, if you ever need a prayer answer, call her. Because she has a direct connection to God. Yes, yes, she has a direct connection. She is one that I admire. She's up every morning early on her knees before the Lord. I think my mom has never sat in a chair or laid in her bed to pray like I kind of do sometimes. Mm -hmm. She is always on her knees before the Lord. She reads her Bible every single day. And I always say, I aspire to be the woman that she is with her relationship with the Lord. So I, I adore the woman that she is. And I'm thankful to still have her at 93 yeah. years old. What a gift. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. Aileen, how about you? I have too many amazing women in my life to pick a hero. 
Um, I am also adopted. So I have an amazing biological mother as well as an amazing adoptive mother and have been so blessed by so many women, um, just a little bit older than me. (laughs) So really doing what it says in Titus, the older women coming alongside the younger women. And I think the quality, um, in the women who love the Lord, who have poured into me that I admire the most is that they've been through hard things that you would think would make someone really hard mm-hmm. and they're not, they're very soft still. And they're, mm. yeah, that's, that's what I got. What do you think allowed that to happen for them? How did they do that? How do they endure hard things and not come out callous, do you think? I think it's a couple things. I think probably that reliant on Jesus, that mm-hmm. like, um, And I think it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So we see that like peace and gentleness and patience and love that those things come from the Holy Spirit. So I think the Holy Spirit's uh, coming out of them comes out as like a softness and a gentleness um, as well as like the just the understanding that they need Jesus (laughs) to stay soft. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Tracy, same question. Yeah, I um I also like Raylan, I struggled to like to come up with just like one person because when I think about the sheroes in my life, like there's just there's a long long line, like it's just like a a Brady bunch, a Autzen Stadium size <laughs> sign of just like faces. Um I mean, I I hope it's not like a cop out answer to say that I I believe all women are heroes. I just I can't I can't imagine um like meeting any woman and within a few moments not being able to like quickly uncover the great amount of adversity that she's faced, mm. the way that she's faced it with courage and and resilience and determination and a lot of times a great of a lot a lot of humor and, mm-hmm. and just grace. Like, you know, it's just like um it's it's such an inspiring thing. Uh but you know, when I think about you know what? What's a quality that I really admire in in Shiro's? Uh, it real the one that comes to mind first is that capacity to just be really present, mm-hmm. like for for the women, like because it's it's like it's a unique experience to be a woman, and to lean in on to appreciate and recognize and show that empathy for the great depth of, of struggle that we can experience, but also the great highs and celebrations of, of womanhood and to just be there and unabashedly say, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it mm. with you. Um, I think is just, is just such a gift because, um, you know, we're, we're not, we're not alone. We're not alone as, as Christians ever. And then we're not alone, um, in, in this gift of, um, community that we have as, as women and mothers. That's good. Thank you. Let's let's talk a little bit about kind of how you navigate the worlds that you operate in. How does your relationship with Jesus inform how, how you lead, how you influence, how you interact with the people you're around? How does that relationship impact? That's a good question. I, I think about that and I think about my day-to-day interactions, mm-hmm. mostly with students. Which can be intense. It's very intense sometimes. And um, I can get very stressed and strung out. And I am ready to go old school where I'm yelling at kids. (laughs) And I have to always come back to show Jesus, show them a reflection 
of who Jesus is, and I have to do it through me. Am I good at it all the time? No. Do I have to repent? Absolutely. <laughs> but I am determined every single day to reflect Jesus in everything I say with my students and the folks that I work with in the walk. In every action that I take, I have to think about how am I going to make Jesus the center of it all? Yeah. And that that song, I love mm -hmm. that song mm -hmm. so much. And it speaks volumes to me every single day. And I, I'm, I'm brought back to that song. And everything I do, Jesus, please be the center of this. Mm -hmm. Jesus, please like, speak through me. Please mm -hmm. give me wisdom. Please help me to be patient. Please help me to understand. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want Jesus to be the center yeah. of everything I say and do mm -hmm. in every walk of life, but more specifically in my job. Hmm. I know it might sound like, you know, patting yourself on the back, but I'm curious. I think I know the answer to this, but has there ever been a student that's recognized that? They've been like, you've been Jesus to me. I, yes. And I am thankful for that because that's a part of the legacy that I would love to leave is that when I do, that students are able to see and are able to reflect and want what I have. Yeah. That, that is a desire of mine every day is that every student that comes in contact, every staff member with me, that they would want what I have. Yeah. And I even had a dad text me today to say the work that you're doing is God-centered mm -hmm. and we see it, thank you. Yeah. So That's I love it. Yeah. How about you, Renee? I just want to say, Anne, that it makes me think of where it says his kindness leads us to repentance. And that's what I see in you, that you're just a very kind oh, woman. That's so sweet. Thank you. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> the question is, how does your relationship with Jesus inform kind of how you influence people in your work at home, uh, how you navigate the world, how you impact other people? Well, my desire is that my relationship with Jesus changes everything, yeah. that it changes the way that I interact with everyone. Um, in my home, I hope that I am showing my kiddos a kind of love that doesn't give up, that loves you no matter what bad things you do. I love you no matter what good things you do. Mm. I love you just because you're mine. Mm. And that when I do fail at that, that they understand that there is a God who does not fail, who will love them even more than I do. Yeah. Um, at my work, man, I just... We're in the situations that I um, get excited to enter into are typically not peaceful. There's typically a lot of chaos and a lot of hurt. And I hope that when I come in there that I'm bringing the peace that passes understanding with me and that I can sit in the really hard, really hurt things and be a balm to that. What? Um, an example of the hard place I imagine it would be custody things or is that what you're encountering or what yeah what are the so kinds of hard things you're encountering those kiddos who I get to work with their parents have typically experienced a lot of complex developmental trauma so and kiddos I get the privilege of parenting have experienced a lot of complex developmental trauma yeah. and so we know that that informs a lot of behavior. And so what I hope to do, similar to what Jesus was able to do flawlessly, is to look past the behavior and see the heart. Yeah, yeah, 
about you, Tracy? You're in this business world that can feel very kind of removed yeah. from all things Jesus and church, maybe. Yeah. Uh, how do you find your influence in that place when it comes to Jesus in your life? Yeah. Um, this just, I've really appreciated what both of you have shared. And it's, um, it's interesting to see this like a common thread coming through as well. I, I have a, I have a saying that, um, I don't know, maybe it's like a little Tracy tagline that's start with love. And, um, I started thinking about that as a little girl, one of my favorite um, songs. I'm not going to sing, I promise, but, but <laughs> they, they will know we are Christians yes. by our love. Come you know, on, sing it. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I remember singing that a lot. And, 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 and it, really, it, really, it really like tattooed on my heart that like people will know I'm a yeah. Christian by my love. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best message that I could possibly send. And so I actually like, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, my, my wall on LinkedIn says, start with love. Like wow. I just, I, I really try to bring that and live that. I fail often, but try to live that in all, in all aspects of, of my life. Um, and I think, you know, in our personal lives and in our professional lives, we talk a lot about skills and a lot about talents. We know that we have God-given talents. We know that they are different. We know that that they are unique. But there is one talent that I believe that we all have because it is through him, and that is love. That is the capacity to love. And it's not always easy, but it is simple. And so it's just something I feel like we can always just lean into and pick up with when I don't know what else to do. How can I just love this person um, and that's, um, that's been a real, a real gift for me. How, follow up to that then. Um, you know, business world, we could think it, it can be perhaps seen as a, a selfish world or the motivation can be selfish. Love is obviously selfless, the Jesus love. So how do you see that? Like, how is that expressed for you? Yeah, yeah I know it's, it's a great question. Um, I know one like game that I'll, I'll try to, to play with um, like myself, like when I'm in meetings and particularly in like some of the tough conversations, like performance type conversations or where you're giving someone like hard news is, um, how, how can I help this person be the hero of this conversation? Hmm. Like recognize that each of us is ultimately the protagonist in our own lives, but we don't have to be the protagonist in every single moment. And so how, how can I like think about this as being, you know, a rewarding moment, even if it is hard news, even if it wasn't the thing that I wanted to hear today, um, if it can be flipped as a learning opportunity or, you know, a growth opportunity or recognition of like someone who cares enough about you to tell you the hard things, mm-hmm. then that mm-hmm. feels and looks a lot more like love um, than, you know, something more punitive, I guess. Really wise. Wow. Okay, one last question for all of you. Uh, this has been amazing, by the way, but uh, let's talk about legacy. What do you hope, what are some of the qualities you hope to leave behind 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, that when people speak of you, remember you, what, are they, what do you hope they'd say? Love. I, I want every person that I come in contact with to know that I genuinely love them. It would be so disheartening to pass from this world and have people that you've encountered and interacted with say they're glad you're gone mm. or something negative. Yeah. I, I, all, <laughs> I want to lead with love and I 
I want that legacy that I cared, that I was committed, that I saw them, that I validated them, and that I supported them. I, I want, I'm hopeful that they're saying that now, but even more so when I, when I leave, I'd love to leave a legacy, even when I retire, yeah. you know, that legacy that I cared, I genuinely cared. I see that in you, man. How are you, Ray? Um, Tracy, I just want to say, it's very encouraging to hear that those songs that were sang to you as a little kid, they're still in there. It means that, that we're doing something right with our little ones. Um, and what I hope that my kiddos know long after I'm gone is that, and what I hope everybody at Cove Church knows is that God made you on purpose for a purpose. He made you special and that you're special to me. Um, that I love you no matter what good things you do. I love you no matter what yeah. bad things you do. Yeah. And that God loves you with that kind of never ending, never failing love. Yeah. And that those good works that he prepared for you ahead of time, that you should walk in them, that he promises to walk with you and he's faithful. You genuinely yeah. live that out. I mean, I just yeah. think of the, the, the story of your life that you just told us is, is the expression of that. You're walking in that every day. Mm. I'm very thankful that he who called me to walk in it is faithful and he's walking with yeah. me. Yeah. He's yes. also doing it. Very thankful for yeah. that. Not doing it alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That is so good. Tracy? Um, you know, in, in raising our, our three kiddos, one of the things that I, I, I often see in, you know, in this, in this broken world that we live in is this like consistent pursuit of the wins. Mm -hmm. Like we, we're looking for these achievements. We're looking for the things that we're going to hang on the refrigerator, the medals that we're going to put up on the wall, you know, the, just the, the, the accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And I, I, my hope is, and I, I can't say that I'm, that I, I'm not sure how well I'm doing at this, but my, my hope would be to really be a representative of, make space and time for the struggle mm. and that the struggle is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, that the struggle is good, that ultimately we are on a journey. We are on a path with Christ and the security and the validation that we are seeking and some of these superficial wins or accomplishments are unnecessary because he's already won for us. Like he's, we're, we're already winning and, um, that, 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 that's enough. That's a security enough. Um, so go ahead and just like fail a lot and smile in the failure, uh, because that, that really maybe freeing. Is Thank you for that. Yeah, like yeah. let's just Finally go. Found my gift. Let's fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. I, I want to thank you all so much. I, I knew in inviting you here that that this conversation would be rich. I, I just didn't know exactly what it would be made up of, and this, this has been just a, a real joy. The way you all are impacting your worlds and influencing. Um, your households, your the workplaces, our community, and this church, um, you're a gift. And so thank you. We honor you. Um, and on this Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. In fact, I think to close, what I think we can do is we're going to look at this camera, and on the count of three, we're going to say happy Mother's Day, Cove Church. Ready for that? Okay. One, two, three, go. Happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, Cove Church. Church. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. 
To stay connected with all things Cove Church, visit our website, covechurchpnw.com, or on all social media platforms at Cove Church PNW. We'll see you next time.